Hey everybody, it's Micah Rich. And Olivia Kane. Welcome back to the Weekly Typographic. A podcast where we discuss our favorite type and design news from the week. Boom, we've been working on that intro. I think it sounds pretty good. Hopefully you guys like the music too. The music is new. Yeah, give us feedback. What what do you think? Let us know. <laughs> so uh, this week, partially because um, I screwed up the recording, um, we're going to jump right into the awesome, cool links that we found this week. This is part of we the are... fun of making the podcast, right? We we already recorded this podcast and just finished up about five minutes ago. But I and was it was wondering. it was beautiful. It was one of the best ones ever. This this is just a tribute. This is. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> what a weird start to the podcast. Yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, this is fun. But uh, we do have an awesome assortment of cool random links, a bunch of which we found on Twitter this week. Yes. Shout so out to Twitter. Exciting. But and I learned that Twitter has an open source uh, account. That oh, yeah. We'll get into source. that. That's that's fun. Um, that's just a preview into all the crazy fun stuff you're going to learn this week. <laughs> oh, this is already tons of fun. All right. I'm actually really excited about the first one that we wanted to talk about. You found you found this first I found this link. On AIGA's Ion Design um, blog. Love their blog. Great stuff. And it's a website that it's a collection of open source typefaces designed by women. Um, really simple design. The whole thing's a huge type tester. Nothing's interfering with you and trying out all these great fonts. Um, it's just a great initiative going to kind of, you know, close the gender gap between representation of women in type design. Um, so big high five for that. And the person that designed it is actually a professor which I think is really cool in a lot of ways, mostly because when you're a student, you might not always know how to find affordable fonts and um, without going on Font Squirrel or downloading some illegally. So I am about this site. Um, I think that I've already shown it to a lot of coworkers and friends and they already have really enjoyed it. So I'm really hoping every one of our listeners get to as well. Yeah, so uh, the, the designer slash teacher here is Lorraine... Furter, hopefully pronounced right. Please forgive if not. Um, and and since finding this, I mean, I love this uh, because it is it is focused on uh, women who have contributed to amazing typefaces, and also because, like you said, it's a it's like a great way to examine these typefaces. And also, I was sort of surprised by this. Uh, like, I first look at the site, and it's a list of fonts, and I was like. That is cool. That is useful. It turns out there's like these very small uh, uh, ways to to change around the size, the color, um, even switch between like heading and paragraph um, and really use this as a type tester, like you were saying, which I just love that it was like a surprise. Like I got to discover that. Yeah, I really like that, too. Um, There's kind of these, like, just arrows and small icons that are kind of vague, but obviously make sense once you try them out. Um, And it's kind of a delight exploring this whole thing and testing out all these different fonts. And in exploring Lorraine's uh, personal site, uh, you know, I wanted to mention this, too. I I found um, this workshop that she did in 2015 with Eric Shriver uh, at... Micah in Baltimore called Collaborative Open Source Type Design Workshop. 
And obviously I wasn't there, but like, it's kind of like the remnants of what they did on this site, which is awesome because, you know, it's something to learn from, but just the way that they describe uh, the benefits of open source fonts here is, is beautiful that it, you know, it says like embracing the malleability of digital type open source fonts, allow one to open up, modify and appropriate their forms. Open source fonts also enable new methods of open-ended collaboration. Using platforms like GitHub, fonts can now potentially invite contributions from anyone. And it and seems I like I love that perspective. Yeah. It, like it seems like they're going into this teaching you about type design by saying, "Hey, here's fonts where you are allowed to mess with how they were made. Let's start mm-hmm. by opening it up, messing around, seeing what we can get out of it." And learn Mm -hmm. from that. Yeah, I love that idea of the malleability. I've just never heard open source described that way. I mean, obviously, it's always described as free and, you know, you don't need the license and everything. But um, to kind of view it from a learning, a place to start learning um, is a really exciting thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I I mean, I, I have always loved that perspective. And like to see a workshop dedicated to exactly that process. It's awesome. So we got to find her and we got to talk to her. I know. She has to come in for an interview, especially because some league fonts are on this wonderful website. That's true, which you made sure to mention, too, is sort of a work in progress. Um, (laughs) Some of the links don't quite work yet. Right. But But, uh, no matter, like the fonts are there and you can tell what they are. And if the links aren't working, you can research them until until, you know, it is worked more in progress. But exactly. Great, great find. Good stuff. I was so excited about that. Also, kind of in the open source sphere is our next wonderful link that you found on surprise, surprise, Twitter. <laughs> yes. Um, we're actually going to be posting a Twitter thread this week in the newsletter, which I think is hilarious and amazing <laughs> and very excited about. Yeah. Um, but can you describe a little bit about the emoji open source library? Yeah. So this this font came across my feed. I think, you know, someone I follow must have liked or retweeted or something like that. And I started following this guy named Josh Williams who posted, hey, Twitter, there's a growing need for an independent open source emoji library. If you're interested in this as a designer, as an engineer, a software maker, or an emoji-loving human, follow along. Together, we'll make this happen. And he links to another Twitter account that he started, at OpenEmoji, the Emoji Project. And the response to this has just been overwhelmingly awesome. Like, like hundreds of people liking and retweeting and commenting. And... Uh, one of the things that I think is so awesome, besides, I mean, the the main idea here is awesome. Like an open source emoji library is great. Uh, um, like th- the majority of emoji libraries that we use um, come from big companies that are making phones and putting them on the phones that we use. And that's how they came about. Um, mm-hmm. But by going through some of the comments here, I found stuff that I didn't know existed. Um, yeah. Some that I did and some that I, you know, like didn't understand the context of. But um, people were linking to other awesome projects that were kind of in this sphere, like um, Emoji One, which is a company that I am already familiar with. Maybe not everybody is of um, kind of similar idea. 
where they they made a complete emoji library with all of the emojis that the Unicode consortium have agreed exist. There's a lot of emojis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not an easy accomplishment. I was talking to Micah that, you know, I'm totally in awe of emoji designers. And maybe it's not that different than typeface design, but it's a lot of nuance and a lot of detail that you got to go in and a lot of time and energy and patience. That It's just something I've taken for granted. Yeah. I, know I think because it's on all of our phones and all of our computers and we're so used to using them so much, you know, in the last few years. Mm-hmm. It is easy to take for granted how much work goes into a library like that. I know. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. And maybe this is just how I probably felt about typeface design. If I actually started designing an emoji set, I'm sure you I'm sure it's a very um just like hardworking feat that you have to work on, but you probably realize that there's a system that starts happening and it's not so impossible as you think. Yeah, which, I mean, I think that's maybe why I'm excited about the idea of it being an open source emoji project. Even if there are yeah. uh, versions of that that exist, which oh, you mentioned Twitter. One of the things that someone linked mm-hmm. to was that like back in 2014, Twitter made their own emoji library and open sourced it, which I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know this either. Yeah. Um, and it, it came from the Twitter open source account, which I didn't know existed before. Yeah, that's a good ago. point. So, um, so exciting. But it's neat for the same reason of of type being open source is like you you can go in and sort of see how an illustrator drew those systems and and like how the pieces connect and how to add personality to individual emojis. I, I just think that's super cool thing to share besides being oh, able to definitely. So I'm excited to see where this emoji project goes because it's just the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I guess that's why it's exciting to share because it like, they just posted about it and everybody's so excited. So we'll see where it goes. I know. I just, it's so nice to see such like a nurturing community around like kind of a fairly simple thing. Yeah. Too true. Too true. Right. Right? It's all good. Um, So our next link is a wonderfully nerdy, highly detailed, um, but very lovable article um, called Drawing Better Better Looking Curves. Um, And if you're a designer or know a designer, almost every designer works with Bezier curves almost nearly on a daily basis, if not a I'm trying to think about like what I'm doing. I'm constantly using Bezier curves. and it kind of explains the mathematical formulas that actually allow us to use Bezier curves and what makes them look like how they look, which sounds very technical, um, but it's going to start making you realize how much we take for granted in Bezier curves. We're just click and dragging our mouses to create shapes, but there's actually a whole math- mathematical formula happening behind all this, which is really cool. Which at first, when I saw this article, I was like, Oh no, these are scary algorithms. But the thing is, like, yeah. the, the the platform that they're using to make this article or whatever, they turned those algorithms. You know, they show what they are, but then they turn the math into these like dials and and sliders that illustrate exactly how that applies to the line that would be drawn and and like what changes. And being able mm-hmm. to move that around, all of a sudden 
you know, I can't say that I, I look at the algorithm and I'm like, oh, I understand math now, but it does help you understand as you are using these tools of drawing and Bezier curves, like mm-hmm. what the subtle differences are in the ways that you can draw them. And that's pretty, yeah. that's, that's, that's magical. I mean, they really kind of, I know when you first start designing type um, or anyone that's using Bezier curves a lot, there's things called like bumpy curves or lumpy curves, curves that um, aren't quite harmonized and your eye can tell that it's not and you might not be able to. Like this will explain it here. And as nerdy as this all sounds, there's this site is filled with sliders where you can just have some fun and explore how these math formulas kind of manifest themselves in a visual way, which... I think is super nerdy, but also very exciting and necessary for designers to know that all these wonderful shapes um, and artwork that we were making comes from like really nitty gritty math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this was a fun, like I haven't nerd find. Yeah. I haven't seen formulas in an article I've read for a long time. Like <laughs> P2 minus P1 equals uh, T prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah stuff i generally um, try to avoid it, that I'm, stuff because it makes oh, my yeah. brain want to explode but it ended on a great note the guy that wrote the article said that he's hopefully going to be releasing a free plugin for adobe illustrator soon that will kind of give you a visualization to make better curves yeah that's super cool that's i'm excited to see that exciting future ahead of us so yeah our next article which isn't really an article it is a video font tutorial oh yes yeah okay i was i was super excited to see this honestly um this is from our our very own bestie tyler fink um in upstate new york in uh he he made this intro font tutorial with glyphs mini um, and basically how he starts uh, drawing the letter H at the beginning of a font. He's like, this is this is the first 16 minutes of how he starts drawing a font. Uh, and I mean, I love that stuff like this exists. It's super mm-hmm. approachable, first of all. Um, yeah. And and he's like, like he brings such friendliness to it, and the yeah. fact that you start from scratch and end with a letter, I think, is pretty awesome. And he's using Glyphs Mini, which is the extra extra affordable font editing software, the most affordable font editing software besides open source. That's um, true. Yeah, fifty fifty dollars in the App Store. I mean. That's so cool. And you can design a font. It's just a pared down version of Glyphs, which is the very professional grade um, font editor. And it's, it gives you all the necessities that you need in editing a font. And I was watching the letter forms being made. And just as someone that did just start making typeface out of the blue, this is so helpful to actually see how professional type designers are drawing type and what strategies to use. Because I definitely could have used this a year and a half ago um, when I couldn't find any resources like this. So I highly suggest everyone to take advantage. I'm, I'm excited that he's doing this. We talked a long time ago about um, kind of starting to teach type design on the web. And... Yeah. It is it is awesome to see him start showing his approach to how he makes stuff. Because he makes stuff fast, too. 
Like he's Yeah, you've mentioned that. He he I feel like he turns around fonts like he's a machine and then you meet him and you're like, "Wow, this is just the most down-to-earth wonderful human." It's it's incredible. So really nice. Great post. Also, uh <laughs> I I love that he is wearing the I am that quick brown fox shirt. Which, and is requesting that we make more t-shirts, which I agree. <laughs> yeah. He he had a good shout out in the end saying like, you know, if if you want to see one more of these shirts bother Micah. So that that's kind of fun. Yes. Me and him are on the same page. <laughs> more shirts. 2018. Going to make it happen. Next up, um we have I guess another Twitter found thing. Um and this one came from a friend of mine who made a coding school. He made he made like an online coding school called Supri and uh and he retweeted this tweet that was sort of like an intro to this new Twitter account called Type Party. And I was like, mm. this is up my alley. What is this? And um it is from Milan Moffat. Uh and she she posted like an initial intro tweet to this new account saying um, basically that she loves supporting professional type designers and that she also really believes that there is a place in the design community for open source fonts and not only using them, but learning from them. And so this type party account is all about sharing uh, basically like the best open source and free fonts that she has collected mostly for, for her students, um, who are developers looking to like use the best free design stuff cause they're students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had kind of been collecting these links and started this account to like share that with the world. It's super exciting. And we actually, uh, it turns out she works kind of near me during the daytime. So we met her for coffee. We talked a lot about open source fonts and like future plans for type party, all kinds of fun stuff. So exciting. Uh, so this is a cool account to follow. Keep up with, you know, see the cool stuff that she shares. Hopefully um, we can coerce her into doing some kind of interview about her work and about type party. We'll see if we can get her on here. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I just want to say one of the typefaces that she talks about was commissioned by France's National Center of Visual Arts, which we were looking at a typeface last week that was also commissioned by them. Um, I mean, it just makes me really excited that France really cares about. I'm telling you, France knows what is up. I know. I know. So she gives a shout out to Infini. I guess it's like infinity, but infinity and um, just like really, really great sites. And she has a site by late Lita. So so first name's Lita. Um, <laughs> well done. Well done. She's a really hard to say last name, but she's really yeah. talented and I've been following her for a while and she's like a crazy hit in the design world at the moment. And she used an open source font for her website, which I thought was really exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. 
So just like really great resources and just once again, adding to a long list of things that are great for students, but also professionals to help them like kind of dig their heels into open source and not feel like they're lesser quality for any reason, because this obviously proves that they are still high quality if they're used in the right context and used well. Yeah, I love that. So So last last but not least. Yep. Yeah. I'm super excited. I've been pumped about this one for the past 36 hours. Um, (laughs) It is from Letterform Archive. Some awesome portfolio pieces from the archive. We got some 19th century chromolithography prints right here that are going to blow your mind. It's just wacky letter forms, exciting letter forms, beautiful letter forms. It, the realists like hopes and dreams of all the typography of the world. It's really strange, but beautiful. Um, all the work on, on the link is done by Jean Midol. He was the 19th century calligrapher and graphic artist. Most of them are chromolithographs. They were made um, for a specimen book. So the printer that he w- was working for would give these to people to show off their capabilities. Which, if you actually look at these images, is insane because all of them are kind of pieces of art. They shouldn't be used to sell a printer. They should be used to sell a designer. Um, Like, there's crazy things like letter forms being made from Gothic cathedrals. I mean, you can't even imagine how insane this stuff is. I don't even know where this imagination comes from, but it's so impressive. Um, it's I just wish so intricately like drawn and and super detailed and still so recognizable as letter forms. I know it just blows my mind. It it's really mind blowing for anyone that has any sort of care or passion for letter forms. It's really just an absolute delight to look at all this and everything's a drawn letter form. That's the thing that was so exciting is that they were moving away from letterpress where type was kind of rigidly placed in grids. And instead it has so much life to it and so much humanity. Um, Nothing like we have today in any sense. There is an alphabet where the artist puts names of famous authors and musicians inside of the letter forms, (laughs) letters in letters. Um, but I just don't know how you're not going to love this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, whether you're interested in the history of it or whether you just are looking at the images and appreciating the the beautiful stuff that was drawn here. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I know. So I'm not expecting everyone to read the article. I read it twice because it is just so fascinating. But just looking and taking in these like beautiful artifacts is so well worth it. So, that's I mean that's a that's a good amount of fun stuff this week. I think there there may be one or two other tiny things mm-hmm. um, that we might you know add add to the newsletter if we have a chance to. But I'm excited that we got a chance to talk about that, and I'm excited for everybody to see like the cool stuff that is linked from the links that we have this week. Yes, it's going to be good, good stuff, a huge variety, um, but we hope that everyone enjoys. Yeah, so thanks again for an awesome week uh, with Weekly Typographic. This will be hitting your inbox tomorrow morning. And as always, uh, send us feedback. Let us know on the Twitter, uh, sending us an email, 
what you think. If you have any cool stuff that is worth sharing, um, please share. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks again, everybody.